Maine is known for its rocky coastline, beautiful forests, and brutal winters. It's the home of Stephen King, Alan's Coffee Brandy, and the best lobster. To the people who come from away, it's a vacation. But to those of us who live here, it's the way life should be. Welcome to Vacation Land. My name is AJ, and I will be your guide through the history and mysteries of Maine. Please bear with me this week. I've got a bit of a cold and I'm a little stuffy. It is also the middle of the night. (laughs) Maine has a surprising history with snakes. First, that it has any snakes at all. You would think that the frigid winters would take care of anything cold-blooded. But instead, the local snake populace has learned to hibernate in rodent burrows. Historically, timber rattlesnakes did inhabit the state, and were in fact so prolific, Rattlesnake Mountain in Raymond, Maine was named for them. In the 1780s, a local farmer named Ben Smith hiked the mountain near his farm and found it infested with the rattlesnakes. Smith named the hill after its wildlife before he began removing them. He would go on to take out their fangs and extract a snake oil liniment to sell as a cure for rheumatism and other pains. Smith would carry his snakes around with him as a bit of a sideshow. He would also survive at least one snake bite, and according to some surviving stories, he developed some serpentine characteristics, such as darting his tongue in and out of his mouth. You can hike Rattlesnake Mountain in Raymond on the Bremar Trail, which was named in memory of Brian and Marlene Huntress. Undercover Hiker of the Hiking in Maine blog reports that it is a great lake region's hike with beautiful vistas. The timber rattlesnakes are extinct in Maine now, with the last recorded capture in 1870, but you can still find them in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. There are only nine species of snakes found in Maine. The northern black racer is currently the only endangered snake in the state, though they are prolific elsewhere in the U.S., It is also the largest snake in the state. Garter snakes are the most common. There is also the northern water snake, which primarily resides in the lower half of the state. The red-bellied snake is great for getting rid of slugs from your garden, and the smooth green snake, which turns blue when it's dead. Milk adders, which are commonly found on farmland, resemble rattlesnakes when they shake their tails, but are basically harmless. None of the snakes that currently call the state home are venomous, and most don't reach a length over five feet. So when a woman reported to Westbrook police she had seen a snake as long as a truck with a head the size of a soccer ball in June of 2016, it should come as no surprise that people were pretty skeptical. Westbrook police still made a Facebook post about the sighting on June 23rd. We have received a legitimate report concerning a very large snake present at the Riverbank Park. The snake was reportedly observed on the riverbank to the rear of the playground on both the Main Street and Brown Street side of the river. Another report would come later after a June 29th sighting at around 3.30 in the morning. Two police officers had seen a 10-foot snake eating what appeared to be a beaver on the Presumpscot River Bank. Game wardens investigated the sighting, but found no evidence of the snake. A wildlife biologist, Derek Yorks, consulted on the case, and determined it was probably a python or constrictor. 
We don't have anything big enough to eat beavers, that's for sure, Yorks reported to the Bangor Daily News. This led many to believe that it was likely an escaped or released pet. That didn't stop the locals and the nation from going wild, though. People descended on Westbrook in search of the snake they had dubbed Wessie. Crowds were roaming the banks of the Presumpscot River for any sign of the elusive creature. Shirts were printed, a local brewery named a beer for the snake, and Wessie soon had her own Twitter and Facebook accounts. David Sparks of the Sparks Ark Animal Services would tell the American Journal that he didn't think a snake of that size was living on the river. He has been handling large snakes in an educational capacity for more than 25 years. I believe the people that saw it believe they saw a snake, but I just don't think from the true reports that it was, Sparks said. He lives in Wyndham along the Presumpscot River and seemed to think it was likely a beaver dragging a large branch through the water. It would create a similar scene to a large snake capturing a beaver. But on August 21st, an approximately 12-foot-long snake skin was found near the boat launch by a local man. This would stir up a new round of controversy. Police collected the skin and sent off a sample to determine the species of the snake. Until the type of snake is determined and we can assess the safety risk, we caution people who recreate along the Presumpscot River to remain alert and maintain a safe distance from any wildlife, Westbrook police wrote on their Facebook page. David Steen, a herpetologist at Auburn University, tweeted that it looked like the skin was just placed there by someone. Captain of the Westbrook Police, Sean Lally, stated that it's possible the skin was laid there by someone to keep the interest in Wessie alive. And on August 23rd, Earl White, an employee of the city's public services department, reported a third sighting of the mysterious Wessie. White was picking up trash in the park when he heard a noise behind him. He was startled, but not more so than the snake, which escaped to the river. White took out his phone to snap a picture. It's grainy, much like the photos of Wessie's namesake, Nessie, and it's been disputed, but it's the only known photo of the elusive creature. It was definitely a snake, White told reporters. It was the biggest snake I've seen in here, and I've been here for 30-something years. Soon, the results of the skin sent to biologist John Palchik at the University of Texas at Tyler came in. It was pretty unexpected, I'll tell you that, Palchik told reporter. Steve Anier at the Boston Globe. This was a 100% match to an anaconda. Patrick would then send his results to anaconda expert Jesus Rivas at the New Mexico Highlands University. Rivas then compared it to a genetic database. He would find that the skin belonged to a female green anaconda that was between 10 to 12 years old. Rivas would go on to tell National Geographic that he thought the owners were actually probably dedicated to the animal. People who have a snake of this size normally are responsible keepers. I doubt that it was released. More likely, it escaped. Unfortunately for the owners, it's illegal to own an anaconda in Maine, which is probably why no one has come forward to claim Wessie. There have been no more sightings of Wessie. It's likely that if she was still exploring the brush on the Presumpscot River, she would have died soon after the temperatures started dropping. In 2019, a shed snake skin was found in Augusta, which renewed some interest in the mysterious Wessie, but the snake who shed the skin was never found. Wessie isn't the first snake of unusual size spotted in Maine. In October of 1878, Mrs. Smiley spotted a snake approximately 8 to 10 feet long in Winslow along the bank of the Kennebec River. 
Deacon Palmer later saw the same snake, which appeared to be in the company of two smaller snakes. And in August of 1895, a man reported seeing another ten-foot snake in Gardner, in the proximity of the Pickering Farm on Brunswick Road. Snakes of that size are not native to Maine, so where they came from is unknown. other mysterious creatures lurking in the dark waters in Maine. Poco from Poco Moonshine Lake in Washington County, who many say resembles a large snake or eel, and Cassie the sea monster of Casco Bay, who is anywhere from 45 to 100 feet long with a tail like a mackerel. But those are tales for another time. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed your visit. If you would like to learn more, you can check out the sources listed at pinetreepodcast.com and click on Vacation Land at the top of the page. Music is by Lurker. Check out more of his work at lurker.soundcloud.com and follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Vacation Land Pod. <laughs>